Please take your Bibles and turn together to Exodus chapter 20. Uh, tonight we return to our study of the Ten Commandments, and we come tonight to the Fourth Commandment, verses 8 through 11. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and read, beginning at the first verse of chapter 20, and I'll read down uh, through verse 12, but again our focus is on the Fourth Commandment, uh, verses 8 through 11. Let's give our careful attention once again to the word of God. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the, on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments." You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Amen. Let's stop and pray together. Father in heaven, we pray as we have just sung that we would love your law, that we would be enabled to meditate on it and live it out by faith in Christ as those who have been saved by your grace. Lord, we pray that your word, again as we've sung, would be sweeter to us than honey. We pray that you would instruct us and convict us and train us and teach us, show us how to love you because you have first loved us. And uh, we pray that you would do this for your name's sake. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight we have now come to the last commandment in the first table of the law. Remember, the first table of the law, the first four commandments, tell us our duty to God. Uh, Jesus summarized the first four commandments this way. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. As we've been considering in earlier weeks, the first three commandments told us who we are called to love and worship, how we are to love and worship this God, uh, what heart and attitude we're to have in worship. And now the fourth tells us in part when we are to worship. How we are to love God in the way we order our days, our weeks, 
uh, our time. It tells us we are to set apart one day in seven for rest, and as we'll see, also for worship, to make it a holy day and to cease from normal activities. In the first three commandments, the Lord your God claims your life and your love. He claims your heart, your worship, your words. And in the fourth commandment, he claims your time. He sets your schedule. And in doing so, he also claims your heart and your worship. Now, we're actually going to spend a a couple weeks looking at this commandment. Not because it's more important than the other ones, uh, but if you look at, at your Bibles, it is actually the longest in terms of the text. And it's also often a, the forgotten commandment. It may be the most unknown or misunderstood or sometimes misapplied. Also, it's not as simple and straightforward as some of the other commandments. The eighth commandment, for example, you shall not steal. The fourth commandment raises a lot of questions. Uh, questions like, does it still apply? And if so, on what day? Uh, how do we keep it holy? Um, Is this really relevant for 21st century Christians or New Covenant Christians now that Christ has come? And so there are important and challenging questions, and we really want to search God's word together for answers. And we want to ask together, Lord, what would you have us do? And at the start, as we consider this commandment, we do need to remember that the fourth commandment is part of the permanent moral law of God. The permanent moral law of God that Jesus affirmed and summarized. We need to remember that God gave us ten words, ten commandments, not nine. And all ten were written in stone by God. Now we are going to see that there are some changes with the coming of the new covenant after Christ. But we're also going to see that the, the core of this commandment was written into the very fabric of creation. And it also points us ahead to the end of all history. Finally, as we begin looking at this commandment, we need to remember that the law is summarized and fulfilled by one word. What is that word? It's the word love. Remember that. We talked about that earlier. We were reminded by the words of Jesus, love God and love your neighbor. We need to not lose sight of that as we consider this command. Uh, Loving God is ultimately what this commandment is all about. And it's also an opportunity for us to love those around us as well. Well, let's begin to consider together the fourth commandment. And tonight we see that God calls you in it, uh, to use his exact words, to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. That's what God calls us to do in his word tonight together. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And uh, tonight I want to focus on that word, remember, as we begin to look at the fourth commandment. And there are three things that God calls us to remember that I want to highlight for us here tonight. And the first is this, remember the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day. Look again with me at verse 8 and following. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath. That word Sabbath, many of you will know, it means rest or cease. 
We are to rest from our work. God says, remember to observe a day of rest. You have six days to do all your work, but I want you to cease from that work on one day of the week. And notice here in Exodus 20, God says, remember the Sabbath day. He doesn't say remember the Sabbath idea. Uh, he doesn't say remember the Sabbath morning. He doesn't say remember the Sabbath from 10 to 11 uh, when the church is open. God has in view a complete day of the week. And notice also he doesn't say remember the Sabbath day if you have nothing else going on. Or remember the Sabbath day if it turns out to be convenient that week. Remember the Sabbath day if you don't have homework or it's not hunting season or, or tax season or if you happen to not be golfing or sleeping in. No, he says you have six days for all your other good and necessary work and pursuits. Give me this one. Remember this one day each week. Now, why is the word remember used? Well, the word remember is used, first of all, because this commandment actually was not new. Verse 11 reminds us that the Sabbath was a creation ordinance. It was based off of God's pattern at creation, at the very beginning of the world. He instituted the Sabbath day way before Exodus 20. Now, some will argue that the fourth commandment no longer applies because it's like other parts of the Old Testament law, like ceremonial laws or civil laws that have been fulfilled by Christ. But the Sabbath day came long before God formed his Old Testament people Israel and gave them laws for the temple and for life as a nation. Uh, the Sabbath is not unique to this period of history or to the people of Israel. It's not native just to the Mosaic Covenant. And so God wants them, he wants us to remember that all the way back at the beginning, he set apart the Sabbath and set this pattern of work and rest in the week. And in fact, he reminded, of, reminded them of this earlier in Exodus 16. You can look at Exodus 16 and see that the Sabbath was already in existence. So when God was providing manna for his people, on the sixth day he gave them twice as much so that they wouldn't have to go out and gather it on the Sabbath, so that they could rest. And so this day was to be remembered in part because it was already in place. It's something God had already put into the fabric of life in this world. But God also calls us to remember it because he simply knew it would be easy to forget. And as I said, ironically, this is the one commandment that starts with the word remember that is so often forgotten. It's often a forgotten commandment, unknown um, explained away. Uh, but we easily forget life is busy and full. Uh, without remembering this day, this pattern of work and rest uh, that God has given us, by default, we would just go on working. Uh, we would go on with life. Time would march on one day after another, and we wouldn't take time to stop and rest and worship and step back from the busyness of life. We would easily lose touch with what is important. We'd lose touch with God. We would get burnt out. We would 
follow the patterns of the world around us. Our time and energy would be spent elsewhere. And so God says, remember. Don't forget. We are forgetful by nature. I think you know this, don't you? Whether it's taking out the trash on the right day of the week, paying the bills, uh, remembering birthdays or anniversaries, we are prone to forget. We have to build in reminders of those things that are important and necessary. Otherwise, they're easily forgotten. And so God says, don't let that happen with me. Don't let that happen with this day, with this pattern I've given you with this commandment, a day of rest and worship. Well, to do this, to remember the Sabbath day, you need also uh, to second tonight, remember that it is holy. Remember it is holy. Let's consider that second tonight. Verse 8 again. Look at verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And then look at verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Remember to keep it holy because the Lord has blessed it and made it holy. Why remember the Sabbath? Well, one of the reasons is because it is holy and it is to be kept holy. Now, what does that mean? Every day of the week is a gift from God. Um, Every day has 24 hours. Every day the sun rises and sets, the earth spins, we wake, we live and breathe, we eat, we go to sleep again. What's so different about this day? What's the big deal? Well, the word holy means special. It means sacred, set apart, uh, distinct. And God says, remember this day, keep this day holy, because I've made it different than the other days. At the beginning, I set it apart. I blessed it, and I made it holy. I made it distinct. I said, I want this day to be unique. And friends, God has the right to do this, to set apart one day. God has the right to do this because he created this world. He created time. He created the week. He created our work. And as verse 10 reminds us, he is the Lord our God. He has the right to claim our time and set our schedules. He has the right to ask for a certain day and amount of time to be set apart, to be holy, to not be common. Also, remember God himself is holy. He's set apart from his creation. He's set apart from all that's common and sinful. And as the holy God... He says, I've given to you each and every day of the week. I've given to you each and every day of your life. Give me one day as the holy God each week. One is to be holy and and not like the others. And we need to not resent God for asking for this, for telling us to remember that it's holy, to, to set it apart. I want you to imagine Um, a famous person, maybe a hero of yours, Um, imagine they sent you a personal letter and said, on such and such a day, I'm going to be flying to Colorado Springs to spend the day with you. And so I want you to clear your schedule. I want you to set apart that time. And I want you to give me that day. It's going to be a special day, a, 
a holy day, if you will. Well, you'd be floored. You'd be amazed. A whole day with me? A day off to spend with such a person? Uh, Of course you would clear your schedule and give them the whole day. What an honor. Uh, They want a day to be set apart, no problem. Uh, Whatever you you want, I'm going to make this happen. I think you get the point. The God of the universe, the God who made you, the God who made heaven and the earth, who gave his only son to save you and give you eternal life, he says, set apart, uh, reserve a day. Uh, This is not a burden. This is not something we should resent or ignore or treat as if it's just any other day. This is a good gift. Uh, This is a wonderful opportunity and calling from God. And remember, God who gives this commandment is the God who loves you. He's the God who only ever asks for what will be good for you and what will help you lead a more blessed and joyful life, what will help you glorify him. This is for your good because he loves you and he cares about you and he wants your time and your attention. You're important to him and he wants to be important to you. He wants a day together. Now we'll get to what this day is for and what it looks like in um, future weeks, why it does still apply and when. Um, But let us be clear on the basic principle. God asks for one day in seven to be holy, to be set apart, a day where our work is set aside and we rest and we devote ourselves to him and his purposes. Uh, In our country... We celebrate, we observe Veterans Day each year. Uh, It's a holiday. It's a day set apart to honor and recognize and thank those who have served in the armed forces. I want you to think if there was never a day set apart for this, or if we said, well, let's just consider every day Veterans Day, or I'm going to thank veterans when it's convenient or when I think of it, we would really easily forget and this would slip out of our minds if no time was set apart for it we would lose a very valuable tradition and it probably would not come to mind to honor those who have served well in a in a similar way the god says give me one day a week set apart one day a week from the others a day of rest and worship a day to look to me and this is a good and helpful pattern. This is a reminder for us as his creatures and as those who have been saved by him. And so brothers and sisters, remember the Sabbath. Remember it is holy and keep it holy. And then third and finally tonight, the Sabbath is a day to also remember creation. Remember creation. Look again with me at verse 11 giving the reason for this commandment. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The fourth commandment points us back to the beginning, to creation. It's a regular reminder of history, ancient history. 
And it's an opportunity to stop and look all the way back to God's first great work, his work of creation. Genesis 2, verse 1 through 3 says, On the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. The Sabbath commemorates God's work of creation. We're going to see next time that it calls us to remember God's greater work of redemption as well. But fundamentally, it is a regular, repeated signpost of God's great work of creation. Once a week, we're to rest and we're to remember why and how this world is even here. Once a week, we're reminded that we're creatures and God is the creator. Once a week, there's a built-in counter to evolution, to autonomy, to humanism and material, materialism. Once a week, we're reminded of the passing of time. We're reminded that our time is limited. Apparently, God did not want us to forget or explain away or ignore or deny the fact that he was and is the all-powerful creator. But of course, that is exactly what our world has done, what our culture has done. And so there's all the more reason for us not to forget, uh, to keep the Sabbath and remember his work of creation. How often do you get to do that in a busy week? Uh, To stop and wonder, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Wow. Who is this God? How I should worship and serve and love him and trust him. Well, God says in this commandment, take time to remember. Take time to remember this. Remember that I am the creator. I give life. I am God. You are limited. You need me. This world belongs to me. You see, God knows that we need this. He created the world in six days, and then he rested. But kids, did God really need to rest? The almighty God who doesn't have a body like us, who doesn't wear out and get tired? Was God really worn out? Is that why he rested? Well, no. And so why did he rest? Well, God rested in order to set a pattern an example for us to follow. God didn't need a Sabbath for himself, but you and I do. And so he gave us this day. Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God gave us this day for our good because we need to look back to creation. We need to remember. We also need to look forward. And the Sabbath points ahead to the new creation, the final creation, the new heavens and the new earth, what Hebrews 4 calls our final Sabbath rest, that that rest which is eternal life, free from all sorrow and sin and painful toil. And so brothers and sisters, keep the Sabbath to remember that this vast, beautiful creation made by God that's full of sin and decay will one day be made new.
Remember the Sabbath so that you might remember the Creator and the Redeemer. Remember the Sabbath so you might remember where this world came from and where it's going. Where you came from and where you are going. Well, we've really just begun to consider the fourth commandment, but but I hope you can begin to see that while certainly this commandment comes with clear positives and negatives, it is a gift from God. It is for your good. God has given you a day once a week to stop and remember who you are, where you are from, and where you're going. To remember who made you and who you belong to, who you owe your life to. To remember what is most important. To slow down and rest from your work in this world in order to look to the world to come. To be refreshed for the important work he still has for you here. Brothers and sisters, we serve a holy God. A God who has saved you from your sin through Jesus And now calls you to be holy in Jesus. To give him time. Time set apart to rest and grow in holiness. To be more like him. This day draws your eyes and your thoughts and your hands for a moment off this world. And places them on the world to come. Places them on him. And it ultimately calls you to love the Lord your God who first loved you even in your sins. It reminds you that you are made not just by him, but for him. You are made for relationship, for a deep, lasting, growing covenant bond. A relationship made possible by his only son who lived and died for you. But just like any good relationship, this relationship takes time it takes commitment and priority friends God so loved you that he sent his only son to live and to die for you will you love him in return if he asks for your heart will you give it to him if he asks for your worship will you gladly worship him if he asks for your time will you eagerly commit it to him and give it to him for his glory and out of love for him The Sabbath was made for uh, your good, for our good. It was made for man, but it is his day. Uh, Jesus said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. It is the Lord's day. It is about his glory. Friends, will you remember his day? Remember his day so that you might remember creation. Remember that he's coming again, bringing a new creation. Remember the Lord your God, your Savior. Will you love him, brothers and sisters, and remember his holy day? Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we do confess that we have fallen short of your glory and of what you've called us to. We thank you and praise you that Christ did not and that in him we are righteous and we are pardoned from all our sins and that in him we are enabled to enjoy you and delight in you, and glorify you, and and keep your law, not perfectly in this life. But Lord, we pray that you would enable us to um, keep the Lord's day, the Sabbath day, holy. Uh, Lord, help us to understand this, and apply it rightly, and see it as a good gift, uh, so that we might remember who you are, and what you've done, 
so that we might look forward to what you will do, so that we might be still and know that you are God and delight in you and fellowship with each other. Lord, teach us, help us as we are weak, help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, and we pray all of this in his name. Amen. Please take your psalm books and turn together to Psalm 92.